Welcome to Real Estate Experts. Join us to democratize the secrets to real estate for everyone, everywhere. Thank you for being here. Let's see what our experts have to say today. Welcome everybody to the second edition of Las Vegas Real Estate Experts Group. We have some exciting content. I'll have Elias dive into the details in a little bit. This fall, we're going to be interviewing 25 seasoned Las Vegas real estate investors. These interviews will create an opportunity for us to not only learn how to buy a home as well as invest, but also position ourselves strategically when it comes to doing so. But to kick it off, I have Elias who's going to introduce our local expert. All right. What's up, you guys? If you can hear us okay, say hello in the chat. I'm tracking the comments. So if you have any questions, feel free to, uh, to chime in. Let's see who we've got live with us so far. Uh, okay. I'll shout you out if you, go, if, you're, if you drop a comment and say hello. But today we've got uh, my homie, Sam Cohen. Sam is a Las Vegas real estate agent. He's been in the game for a few years now. Has recently uh, jumped into real estate investing. So we're going to have you kick it off, Sam. Why don't you do a quick introduction for us and uh, share with us like, you know, where you're from and, and, and what you do right now? Uh, so my name is Sam Cohen. I work currently. I'm a broker salesperson over at Rothwell Gorn Companies. Work with a lot of actually investor type clients um, over there. We do small apartment complexes to large apartment complexes. Uh, my business partners and I did the Vantage back in the day a couple of days, which was a very large apartment complex, a luxury one, bought and sold that thing like three times over during the recession. Um, I was currently, I was previously working with the Crichton team uh, at Rothwell Gorn. I just kind of branched out on my own and now I'm starting the Cohen group at Rothwell Gorn. So same, uh, same brokerage, always worked at the same brokerage, but uh, just starting something a little bit new and it... Oh, you're breaking up there, Sam. Um... A little buffer action. Yep. What's up, Dante? Armando? Thank you for uh, jumping in here, you guys. Is it on our end? No, no, we're, we're live. Just a little buffer action. Yep. Wouldn't be right if we didn't have a little buffer. But uh, if you guys have any questions, we're going to start talking in here in a minute with Sam about how he got into real estate. Um, you know, not just the real estate agent side, but like how we started making investments into small properties in Las Vegas, and then was able to like parlay that into a bigger investment into his home. Um, and, and hopefully here in a second, we'll hear about some of his future investments coming up 2021 um, and how he's thinking about the current environment. Yeah, and it's a, it, we're, we have a structure of some questions that we're gonna ask, but uh, any input that some of the viewers have either now during live, if not after, uh, we'll be more than happy to put into our next interviews as well. Yeah, let me hit up Sam, let him know he can call in. We've all had that Zoom meeting where we either buffer or get kicked out or somebody's watching Netflix in the background, you know? <laughs> yeah, I've never seen anybody walk into the bathroom on camera yet, so. It's probably a good thing, right? Yeah. 
I guess that's the downside of going live is, you know, technical issues happen live. Um, All right, it looks like Sam is jumping back in. But that means we're real. We're <laughs> yeah. doing the real thing. It's not pre-recorded. <laughs> What's up, my dude? I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> we're just glad you made it back. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like you needed to log on your Wi-Fi. Are you doing that right now? What's up, Chris? Thank you for joining, my man. Chris, what's going on? Yeah. As you can tell, can you hear me? Technical issues on it. Can you hear you now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. here. Cool. Let's kick it back to where we're at. Uh, we we're just talking about. We kind of want to dive into the nitty gritties. You know, I know you don't have okay. to love. Can you talk about like what your first real estate purchase was like? You know how you got into that, and and uh, you know, pretty much what that experience has been like, and why you you got into it. Well, my first real estate purchase I ever did. I bought a home maybe ten years ago or something like that. So, yeah, it might've been like nine, 10 years ago during the recession. I was not in real estate at the time. It was completely ran down. I bought it for $70,000. Uh, I completely remodeled it inside and out and then later sold it. I think about three years ago, but I lived in it for a while. So that was kind of my first experience. So even my first home purchase, I uh, went ahead and I did a full rehab. I found a deal with a friend that was a realtor. Awesome. That's awesome. And we got Alyssa who looks like you're able to get connected with us. What's up, Alyssa? Your audio isn't on just yet. No, no, not on yet. So I'll let you get, get that sorted. Sam, when you bought your first house for $70,000, I'm curious, was that cash or did you put like $10,000 down and, and then like finance the rest? May it froze on us. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, great. <laughs> you might need to speak up a little bit more, Alyssa. It's just coming out a little fade on our side. Had to fix a few technical issues there. Sorry about that, guys. No worries. You're all good. Can you guys hear Alyssa okay? For those of y'all tuning in. Hello. There you go, Sam. You know what I'm thinking, you guys, is we need to do this probably in person. <laughs> you know, we're all in Las Vegas. It could be cool. And then we won't yeah. have as many issues. But for the time being. Uh, in person someday if you want. Yeah. Yeah. I figure for the time being, we'll work with what we got since we got all. all we have you here and we have your amazing time. So we'll soak it up. Uh, while well, we got it, I know uh, we asked you, Sam, you told us about your first investment. Uh, Elias was asking, uh, did you put 100% down or what was kind of the like loan to value ratio when you're getting involved in that first investment? I mean, the first investment that I bought, it was uh, it was just 20% down. So it wasn't that much. I mean, there was deals everywhere. I mean, at that time in Las Vegas in like 2010 or 2011, I really can't even remember when it was, 
uh, I mean, there was deals everywhere. I mean, homes were just on the market. It was clearly a buyer's market. There was an overt of inventory uh, between uh, between REOs and short sales and everything that was going on. We were still climbing out of the recession. So, I mean, finding a home cheap at that time was not a problem. Wow. So I just did a 20% conventional. Okay. Awesome. What, what ended up happening? Because, you know, it doesn't look like you're in a $70,000 hole right now. It looks like you've upgraded since then. What, yeah, uh, what... no. So, I mean, I just, I just completely rehabbed it. I think I put about 40 grand into it. I did everything. I ripped everything out, ripped walls out, completely modernized the place, uh, did new flooring. At the time, the Tuscan was still in. It was before anybody was really doing the gray flooring. This isn't, you know, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, no, so I just kind of did a full, full rehab on it. And then basically and then from there, I lived in it for a little bit and then I sold it. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's awesome. Were you able to make a profit off of the sale? Yeah, I ended up pretty, I mean, not that this is common or that I was like some brilliant person. It was just a matter of timing, you know, but I, I probably made a, about a hundred percent ROI on that. Not you know what I mean. That is hardcore. That's pretty good, man. I mean, we we lost your audio, my friend. Oh no! Is it is mine better? Can you guys hear Yours me? Yours is better. Let's okay. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Well, well, so, since you gave us the time to to share with that, uh, Sam, I'm gonna. The style we're going to do is we're going to bounce back and forth uh, to utilize as much uh, time that we have with you, great uh, in investing experts. Uh, we'll we'll dive right in with with you, Alyssa. How did you uh, get into real estate? Well, um, I was exposed um, at a very young age. My family was in the business doing loans. Um, I had a couple of realtors in the family. Um, I knew um, ever since I was young I wanted to get my license uh, as soon as I was able to. So. I've been nice. in this now for a few years. So, so you got in when you're 18, Alyssa, like as a license agent? Uh, no, I started with insurance at 18. I got my license at 18. And then I got my real estate license actually in California first uh, at 20. Awesome. So, and you're 21 now, right? I'm 22 now. Oh, 23 okay. this month. Yes. That's, okay. Happy birthday coming up. Thank I you. I think he's just so excited because uh, last time we spoke, he said that you already have uh, an investment property, like a rent, rental property? Yeah, so I bought my first property when I was 21. Um, in the market right now to buy another, just kind of a, a, um, observing the market and seeing where things go. So, awesome. mm -hmm. Would you mind sharing some backstory on like how you got into purchasing your first property or the investment property? Or was there some sort of strategy that you used or was it just like saving money over time? Uh, really the key thing was I knew I wanted to buy a property at a young age. Um, and so I did focus first for, it's about two years to focus on building your credit and um, your income as well. That's very important. Um, as soon as I had those two ready, then um, I knew um, the process, of course, and you get go ahead and get pre-approved. Um, and they look at all of that. And, and really, that's, that's really it. <laughs> nice, nice. And in terms of kind of your, your investment property, is it more of the traditional avenue of just having a tenant or are you utilizing it as an Airbnb property? Uh, as a tenant, tenant for now. Um, Airbnb, I'm not, not sure yet. <laughs> so, sure. Mm -hmm. 
just to check in with the folks of you that have said the audio is a little low. Is the audio much better now for Alyssa? Is she coming clearer? Uh, let us know in the comments. And if you guys have any questions you want to ask Sam or Alyssa, just let us know as well. I want to take it back to you, Sam, if you've got uh, good audio now. And, and Alyssa, you, you're up next for this question. And that is like, uh, you both seem to be in the market right now for buying your next investment property. What is uh, What are your thoughts on the, the current like 2020 market? Uh, are you guys looking to buy now? And is there a reason for that? Or are you looking to wait until um, there's a change in the market? Who goes first? Sam, you want to take that if you're able to? And I'm hearing that audio is way better. Thanks, Dante. Um, I'm probably going to wait a second, right? And the thing is, I'm not too uh, sure exactly what's going to happen with the market. I mean, I can only speak for the Las Vegas market. There are a lot of variables that you have to consider. One, we're obviously going to have a lot of tenants vacating. That should open up a lot of properties. Um, you know, as far as rentals, people that are investors with low uh, reserve cash flow to maintain the property if they have not been getting paid rent and they're going to start unloading them, right? And there should be a very large amount. But even like when I look at our property management company and I've taken the time to call several other predominant uh, property managers um, and I've talked to them as well. And, you know, they're, they're telling me still, they're maybe only missing about four or 5% of their rents. So that is still very, very low. So I don't really know where the evictions are at. I mean, it's just kind of speculation. But in Vegas, the one thing that is maybe going to draw the market, and I'm very curious to see if it's just not going to fill, is, you know, we're one of the fastest uh, growing populations as a city right now in the country. So that's also going to weigh on it. And that's going to be the one different thing from the Vegas market to the rest of the market. But I do think that there are going to be a lot of uh, investors that are going to have to unload properties due to lack of cash flow. Um, so I'm going to probably buy some, do light rehabs, basically buy, remodel, uh, rent, and then refinance. Then I'll pull cash out. I'm probably going to try and do that like two or three times uh, with the cash flow that I have. So I'll just buy the first couple cash. That way I can get my hands on it as cheap as possible, do a quick close, do a quick rehab, and then get the money. Um, but it just kind of depends what your strategy is when you are looking to invest and what you're going to do with the property. Because if you are, if you were looking for investment properties and you were going to get a loan on them and you don't have the cash to buy. Your audio uh, cut out just now, Sam, but I'm hearing, you know, one thing that like uh, stood out to me is you said you're buying your properties cash. So the interest rate being at an all time low is not something that's, super exciting for you um, or next month and to have a rate like that those are a lot uh, lower than traditional buyer rates for owner occupants even on an FHA loan so when you kind of look at that and you look at payment you know and you grabbed an amortization schedule and you kind of went through it uh, you know you kind of have to put all of that into consideration if you're going to have a long-term rental, because in the end, it's just when you're going to have your break-even point and when, where are the deals coming at, you know? So there are a lot of factors in it right now, because I don't think anybody who is truly uh, involved in the, in the market, at least in Las Vegas, could give you a clear answer of where our market's going. I mean, everybody can speculate this or that, but I mean, it, it's just a little bit different. But I would say that right now is not a bad time to buy if you don't have cash. I'd say it's probably the preferred time because it's a preferred time. Uh, yeah. through history, 
whether you are a Democrat or Republican, um, you can just simply Google uh, either party will lower interest rates to make the housing market look more stabilized during election season, especially if they're up for re-election. Um, so if you look traditionally, You cut off again, Sam. Um, sorry about your technical issues, but no, that's that's awesome. Thank you for uh, sharing all of that insight for, for us. And and uh, I'm curious to hear what the people who are watching right now what they think about the current market. Is this a market in which you are actively buying or looking to sell or just kind of waiting to see? And while we wait for those comments and for Sam to get back, how about we kick it over to you, Alyssa? What are your thoughts on the current market? You said you're in the market yourself right now. Can you share your opinions? Yeah, you know, I think there's just a lot of uncertainty right now in the market. I mean, you know, there's so much happening. You know, first of all, first off, the election is coming up. You know, COVID restrictions have still not yet been lifted. And, um, you know, businesses are still closed. Uh, parents are still at home. So, you know, this could impact people in either a good or negative way, in my opinion. You know, unfortunately, our market in Las Vegas heavily relies on tourism. So uh, there's just not much revenue coming in. So it just seems very unclear to say at this time. For sure. Well, we're gonna dive back back in with, with you, Sam, because uh, it, it sounds like you're, you're very seasoned with, with experience here in Vegas, especially with the Great Recession. Um, so what, I know we talked about some strategies where it, it's, it's great to be a buyer right now due to the low interest rates, but are you seeing any uh, similar strategies from that great recession that maybe can be applied today? What are some th thing trends that you're identifying? What do you mean? Do you mean with the crash or yeah. do you mean as of current conditions? I guess in contrast of when the crash happened uh, into today's real estate economy, economy. I mean, I personally am not doom and gloom, nor do I believe in a crash happening right now. Um, you can look, if, if you look back in the 1930s, uh, poor regulation in the uh, stock market is what caused the original crash. Uh, you look back to 2008, regulations were lifted under the Clinton Foundation, basically for purchasing homes um, that were, it was really actually meant to help people without papers purchase homes so that they could start using bank statement programs. And it was uh, implemented. And then from there, obviously, once the regulation was lifted, uh, you know, banks just went ahead. They could, they, you could walk in and just state income. So really, if you want to look at the crash, what happened in the crash was the fact that people were, could come in on stated income. And don't forget, even at this time, you could finance up to 10% of negative equity on an appraisal. So basically you could come in on a $450,000 house on stated income, you don't even have a job, and purchase a $495,000 house. And they were just raising prices through the roof like this. Right? Sam, we lost you again, my friend. We really wanna hear what you're saying. <laughs> So basically from there, you have a home, people were buying, they were trying to sell within six months to a year, and they were making 
you know, 20, 40% ROIs with really very little out of pocket. They were financing 100%. So that's where the difference is to now. If you're in the current market and you've been helping buyers, you know for a fact, especially in the Las Vegas market, if that purchase, person purchased even 15 months ago, they have positive equity in these homes. These are not people that are going to be upside down in their homes. Basically what happened is, you know, Sally that worked at Taco Bell had four homes and made no money. And now their, now their, uh, their payment on their mortgage is $1,000 higher than the tenant. And they're trying to raise the rate on their tenant and the tenant's going, no. So basically everybody was folding. So then you just saw homes just uh, start getting turned over and getting foreclosed by banks, right? So that's kind of what happened in the recession. I don't really see that now. Um, I think even if you bought if you bought a home four years ago, you could probably sell it at 20% less than what it was worth today. And you're still going to walk away from with cash after paying realtors, paying everything. So I don't really see how the market's essentially going to crash like that. Um, where I see deals that are potentially going to happen, and this is simply just my opinion, is going to be more, again, right back to these investors that don't traditionally have large bankrolls or what we call reserve in the real estate business to keep financing these homes and keep making payments to make sure that they go. So you're going to see a ton of rundown homes come in the market. And basically what's going to happen is you're going to see investors come in with cash because these homes are trash and, you know, interest rates are still going to be very low, but buyers aren't going to want those homes. So, you know, uh, investors are going to come in, they're going to offer 20, 25% less than what they're, you know, probably worth they're going to dump money into it and then i think you know they'll rent them for a while until the market comes back and or you know they'll flip but pretty much most flippers that i know right now are backing off so it's not really flip season right now so uh but i do think some of that will be coming back as well i think everybody's just kind of holding their cash and waiting yeah that totally makes sense um kicking it back over to you Alyssa. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, are you kind of waiting to see what happens or are you actively in the market looking to buy a new property? Well, I will say this, you know, you can never go wrong with real estate. And I don't think, you know, I think any time is a good time to buy, in my opinion, especially with interest rates being so low, you know, the key is knowing when to buy and when to sell. But, uh, you know, if you do have equity in your home and, you know, say you want to invest elsewhere where you could get a better return, you know, I, I do think it would be a good idea to maybe liquidate some of that money and um, invest because elsewhere, because, you know, the real estate market, real estate, it's not, it's not always going to go up, right? It's always up and down. So when you're up, you know, I think it would be a good idea to sell, in my opinion. Awesome. Yeah. You know, that I guess just circling back in a perfect world, regardless of where the economy may be, what are some, you know, general top strategies uh, for both? I'll kick it off with you, Sam, when it comes to making a profitable real estate investment. So, I mean, you have to also understand there's many different versions of real estate investing. I mean, if you're looking for rentals, people either do buy for two reasons. One, they buy in good neighborhoods, they have lower cap rates, but you have a bigger upside uh, traditionally for appreciation in the market and you have better tenants or you buy for a better cap rate. Traditionally, these are gonna be your fourplexes, you are gonna have more rundown homes, things like that. You buy them low, you can rent them high because the rental market will sustain only to such a minimal uh, rent 
you know, even in bad neighborhoods, uh, if you're in a major city. So basically, you know, you could buy trailers and have tenants in there and you get a higher cap rate, but don't forget also there's more problems. So you need a bigger reserve. So you got to pump the reserve into it. It just kind of depends what kind of investing you're doing. And then if you're, you know, going to invest as a flipper, that's all. I mean, all three of those are completely separate um, conversations. I think that, you know, right now, I think for your traditional buyer, We lost you, Sam. We're losing your audio. But uh, while we're waiting for you to get back, I'll recap what you're saying. So the three types of investments we're hearing are like investments in good neighborhoods where you get high appreciation, come back, investments in neighborhoods where you're going to buy something maybe a little more rundown or, or fourplex and put some investments into that, you know, good ROI in terms of cash flow, but you might have to put, pump money back into it depending on tenants churning or property needing some investments. And then the third thing was... What was the third thing? Oh, flipping. Flipping. Because flipping's okay. a, flipping's another beast, right? Like, so you you buy homes, but I mean, it's it's never a bad time to flip if you can find it. I mean, there's just certain strategies that you do to find flips uh, when you have cash buyers. You know, I mean, me personally, I'll just make a template and literally I'll just send low ball. I I won't even look at the homes because a true investor could care less what the home looks like where it's at on a flip. They don't care. Give me the numbers. If I'm in Vegas, at least like right now, a really good ROI would be 20%, right? 20% on your investment. And if you have a slick pattern, like I already have the waterproof laminate I'm going to use. I already have the courts. I already have everybody that I'm going to hire, where I'm going to buy it from, what I'm going to use. I can pretty much get that home. I'm going to try and get it back on the market a little bit less than three months. So that way I can start marketing it. And then after the 90 days hits, I can start taking FHA offers on top of it. And then I'm going to try and unload this thing. So, I mean, if you're going to, you've got to figure if you put, you know, $350,000 down on a house between the flip and the investment itself, and you get a 20% ROI, you get, you know, $70,000 back on this thing in a matter of, for four and a half months, you know, there's no bank, there's nowhere you're going to get that. So, I mean, it's yeah. a really good thing if you got cash. I mean, I'll be honest right now, you, there's a lot of people I meet that want to be flippers, but unless you have a hard money loan officer or something, it is really, really hard to flip on loans. No, you have one is because especially if you're on an FHA, you're not going to get an approval from the appraiser. They're going to ask for repairs and you need to close quick. The, the enticing thing is that you're not going to go through there and nitpick them and pay cash. So that's kind of it with that. I mean, but those are going to be the three different strategies to investing in real estate. Well, awesome, man. I, I appreciate it, Sam. What about you, Alyssa? What are some top investment strategies that come to mind that you want to share? And then I got one last question for you both. Um, we'll go. Uh, sure. Um, I haven't um, gotten into the flipping business. I do want to um, eventually when, you know, this whole thing is over with. Um, but yeah, no, I think that would be, I think that's honestly the fastest way to, in my opinion, to make money in real estate to get a quick return is really flip, buy, buy, flip and sell. So, you know, if you have the money to do it, then by all means, do it. Oh. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you both for being here. Uh, the last question I have for you guys, and then feel free to throw anything else in there. And that is, you know, to our friends that are watching that, you know, haven't started their real estate investment business, you know, they haven't, maybe they're still on track to buying their first home. What's some, uh, you know, pieces of advice, you know, from your own personal journey of like buying your first property and getting into the investment side of it? What's a piece of advice that you could share with somebody who's still 
uh, figuring it out for themselves? For me, the first things I would say, uh, regardless of where you're at, whether you have cash or going to get a loan, I would still go talk to a loan officer, have them pull your credit, run through everything, kind of let you know where you're at. And I would go talk to your CPA and, you know, kind of know where you're at, learn where your, you know, where you, where your write-offs are, what you're doing and kind of just get with your realtor, start with the bases, get your things going and try and understand how it works, you know, and how your money is going to get put to use. Because if you are not informed of what you are doing and you're fully reliant, you know, and you're just piecing everything together last minute, I mean, I would get, if you're planning on making a move in six months, I would start now. I would start getting as much information now as you can. And I would ask a million questions. And if these people don't want to answer your questions and they're telling you you're doing it too early, I'm telling you you're working with the wrong people. And you need to find somebody that wants to mold it and get it ready to go for you. Because that's kind of where you have to be at. You need to know exactly where you're at, where your finances are at, where your taxes need to be at. There's so many variables that you're going to need answered. And you definitely don't want to do it last minute. Because when you find the deal, you need to get it. Because there's not, there's not a ton of deals everywhere. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. We'd love to uh, hear your input, Alyssa. No, I, I com completely agree with Sam. You know, the, the key thing here is, you know, be ready, do your research. Um, you definitely don't want to do it last minute. You know, I would say um, give it six months time and really just, you know, get your finance finances in check and make sure, you know, you get all your questions answered. It's very important. Awesome, y'all. Hey, thank you guys both for being here. You know, I know we ran into some technical issues along the way. We're building the plane as we fly it. Uh, but thank you again for jumping on. And I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And for those of you that were listening, thank you all. Um, and it looks like we do actually have a question. So let's, uh, let's just jump into that before we go. We got a question from Dante. And it is, you know, I've been hearing a lot about owner financing as opposed to renting. Most of the information is incomplete as it's coming from guru type people. Can you shed some lights on the topic? And are there any books or online resources you would suggest? Uh, Sam, you wanna kick us off on that one? Yeah, so that's called owner will carry. Um, basically owner will carry, uh, it is not like renting one, right? Most owner will carries, uh, basically what it is is you do not have the financials to get a loan. So you go to somebody, but you have large cash flow. So basically, it's not like a 30-year loan. No owner is going to carry the house for 30 years. It's not like that. Basically, what you do need to do, you're probably going to come in, put a fat down, probably 20%, something like that, whatever the house is worth. You're going to live in it. You're going to make payments. A portion of those payments are going to go towards your uh, your uh, basically your payoff on the home and, and normally they'll make it five or seven years and you're gonna have to pay the house off in full. And if you can't pay that house off in full, whether it's through a loan, through cash or whatever you do in that time, uh, basically they're gonna take all deposits and all monies that you've deposited. Is, it, is that a risky path in your opinion, Sam? Is that something no, so I, I mean, listen, like right now in a market where it's constantly going up, if you can get somebody to negotiate it and you get a five-year term and let's say like right now you're a brand new business owner and you've just been trying to write a ton of stuff off and you just don't understand. You aren't talking to the right people. You're just worried about getting as much uh, money as you can out of your business. Let's just say 
just simple. You own a mobile car wash, right? You're going to write off all the gas. You're going to write off all this water and everything, your lunch and every little thing you can do. So you're showing that you're only making $20,000 a year, right? Um, but you now can get with the CPA. You can get with a realtor and the market's going up and now you get a deal you get the house you want but you have the cash flow now the only thing you've really got to do is probably even get it for like two years three years and then what you do is you ask the loan officer you work with them they can help you put your portfolio together claim the amount of money that you need to claim on your taxes to get approved while you're saving it just depends i mean if if you're not going to follow the guidelines and save your money and do what it takes for you to buy the home yeah it's a terrible idea it's a terrible idea. Like if you think you're just going to assume you're going to save that much cash and this and that, but I mean, if you're going to prep yourself to get the loan and you're a business owner, it could be, but I mean, every single uh, situation is going to be different, right? I mean, it just all depends, but I mean, there's a great market in it and there's a lot of people that have a lot of cash that just isn't seasoned and it's because of mistakes just like that. And I mean, especially in Vegas, when you look at so many of these waiters and waitresses that make $120,000, $150,000 a year, and they're on tip compliance and they don't, and they don't claim, you know, that it, it makes it hard for them. So, you know, there are ways around it. And it's not, it could be a good deal. It could be a bad deal. But um, if you get it based on the current price, and I do believe even if the market goes down in Vegas, we'll be flying again in another year. You know, so it, it could it could definitely be potential for a good deal, especially if somebody's uh, cash hungry here in the next six months because they've had tenants in it or something, and yeah. you can get a deal on it and get in the house with a fat down just because they need money, then you you might be able to make out. Then the only thing you would have to do is prepare yourself to get approved for the loan in like two years. It could be a great deal. Awesome, awesome. I hope that answers your question, Dante. Alyssa, is there anything you want to add to that about like owner financing as an alternative to renting? Um, yeah, if you can find somebody that will do it, then I don't think it's a bad idea. <laughs> For sure. What about uh, what about some online resources or books? Do you have any that you'd want to suggest, Alyssa? No, I, I don't. But uh, Dante could look me up. I do a lot on the. Uh, I do a lot with Owner Will Carry, and I actually have a friend of mine who I do a ton of business with, and I would say she's probably the biggest Owner Will Carry uh, agent in the city. Yeah. So that's why I, I know so much about it because she's a good friend of mine. And I chat with her and I pick her ear, and she actually markets the majority of her business from that. I'm not saying that that's all she does. She's a huge agent, but she definitely has a, a large walk on a good portion of that. And did you have, uh, Alyssa, what about uh, you? Do you have any insight on some uh, valuable educational resources uh, as well? Um, no, not, <laughs> 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 not, not so much. Just ex from experience, learn from experience. Just being hands-on and doing it yourself really has you know, been the most valuable education for me. Yeah, see, I'm kind of the same as Alyssa. I, I don't read a lot of real estate books, but I'm so involved in it. But I mean, the difference is, is we have uh, access to websites and certain things that people do not have access to. And we're constantly reading up on market trends. And we get so many emails a day, whether it's from the real estate division or some loan officer telling us about market trends and this and that. So, I mean, we're constantly reading things that keep us up to date with this and also to consider the fact that 
you know, we're involved in real estate transactions and closing deals and talking to people. And then people ask me questions and then I go research it and I find their answers. And that kind of just ends up leaving you with a well-rounded amount of information. I love it. Well, I hope, uh, you know, Dante, even though we didn't get any books, I hope this could be the online resource for you, the Las Vegas Real Estate Experts Group or interviewing experts that just have learned by doing it. Like Alyssa, you know, major congratulations to you for being so young and successful in the industry and, and Sam as well. You know, you've just been trailblazing in this space. So, you know, is there anything you guys want to leave off of, leave off with uh, before we go here? Alyssa, I'll kick it over to you. Closing thoughts, so that we'll, we'll sign up, sign off. Um, follow my Instagram, Ali in real estate. <laughs> uh, feel cool. free to message me there if you have any other questions. Awesome. Sam, anything on your end, my dude? Yeah, I would just, I mean, if, it, if you're starting to look into get in into uh, any form of investing or get into real estate, even if it's an owner occupied home, I, I would just find a good lender and a good agent that will start helping you. I'd say start sooner and later. I don't care if you're 17 years old, 18 years old. Uh, when you find the right people, they'll, they'll want to help you. You know, they'll want to help you get ready to do these things because generally a good, the difference, you know, in my opinion of a good agent would be the fact that they are vested in your success as much as theirs and doing a good job to help you. So uh, I would just say get with people and just start uh, getting ready because I know it seems like a huge, uh, I had somebody tell me one time, they go, buying a house is such a large commitment. And I told them, I said, renting is a much larger commitment. Mm -hmm. and they go, well, what do you mean renting is a larger commitment? I said, one, you never know what your rent's going to be. Two, it never ends. You signed on for a lifelong commitment. If you purchase a home, the longest you may have is a 30-year commitment, and it will end, and you know exactly what you're signing up for. So, I mean, just get ready. Get started. I mean, that's really it. Once you put the first book forward, you know, things just start rolling. When you can invest, invest. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I want to uh, thank both of you guys and, and everybody coming together because it's uh, unity and diversity uh, that makes Las Vegas one of the uh, the most beautiful real estate capitals, if not in the country, the world. Uh, so thank you for your contributions and educating us as well as the people who are live and who are going to watch the video after. Um, so thank you for being part of that. Thank Alrighty, you so much. Signing hey, out. Nice meeting you, Elias, always, man. Yeah, yeah, thank you, you guys know. Take care, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have tremendous gratitude for our guests and you listening now for joining our mission of democratizing real estate education around the world. If you want to learn more from our experts, our mission, and get involved, then please visit realestateexperts.org to get started. Who knows, you might even be a guest on a future episode.